Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hi guys, Will Pelagic here for Crown Corner as we get you ready for the week that will be for Charlotte FC against Nacoxa. Well, let's take a look back at what happened against FC Dallas. A thrilling victory coming from behind to earn a draw and then a shootout victory to get their first victory in League's Cup play going into a weekend match against Nicoxa where Charlotte FC, if they get a victory of any sort, they can get themselves through to the knockout stage. Also, a shootout loss could help them as well. So anything beyond regulation for Charlotte is a good thing. A guy who I think Charlotte FC would tell you they would not be where they are at least in the positive sense, without the work of this man, Andrew Privet, who had to come in, do a job, play 90 minutes against Dallas on Saturday at a position that he had not trained at before this year, primarily a midfielder, but they'd stuck him at center back alongside Jan Zabachinski to start the game last weekend and also against Montreal coming in for the injured Guzman Carujo. It's been a lot to try and get him used to, but he has definitely been a good teammate and a good asset to Charlotte FC with the injuries that they've suffered to the back line. I had a chance to catch up with Andrew Privet here for an exclusive on Crown Corner, and I started out by asking him how difficult that move was to the back line. Moving into that center back role, um, it, it's been a lot of learning, a lot of new things to add to my game here and there, and, and spending time with Crown Legacy, um, where they have used me primarily as a center back, um, whether that's in a four or a five, um, and being in that role has given me some some game experience um, at that level, and then being able to convert that to the first team um, has been useful. So when Christian Latanzio or Jose Tavares comes to you and says, hey, you know, we want to use you as a center back when you've most primarily been used as kind of a, a six or a midfielder, what's that conversation like? What traits did they tell you that you had that made you uh, something of a fit for that position? Yeah, I know in the way we play, we, we like to have guys that are good, calm on the ball, can, can pick passes. And um, the way we play is um, – we, we like to transform. Um, so I kind of have that hybrid role that you've seen Derek Jones have um, a couple of the players here and there where someone will move into the midfield. So I was going into the midfield as almost a second six with Ashley in that Dallas game. Um, and that's the way we, we like to attack and try and pin teams in to their own halves. And I think we succeeded there in Dallas, especially in the second half. So take me back to Montreal. Injury happens and Goose goes down and Christian Latanzio comes to you. This is something that, like you said, you've been training for. But what is it like in that moment when you're going in? And basically, I know you'd played uh, for Charlotte FC during Open Cup play, but uh, for the first time in an MLS match against Montreal, what, what was that like? Yeah, it was definitely an uh, exciting moment for me. Uh, I knew once I saw Guzman down um, – there was, there was a chance it could have been me, me or Jalen off the bench. And um, 
fortunate enough, Latanzio had the trust in me, and um, and I was also excited to get more minutes than really anyone expected, and even I expected. Um, and from there, I mean, it was just getting the nerves out, and then really settling in and having the confidence in myself to to know I can play at the level. And after completing a few passes, it was just playing my game and having fun with it, honestly. You mentioned the time at Crown Legacy. This has been a very great tool that the club has used this year to try and cultivate players. You've seen Brandon. You've seen Patrick. Uh, you've actually made some some real great uh, contributions as well and, and other players who have come down from the first team uh, to kind of get some minutes. Hagard's been down there. Ben started the season there a little bit as well. How much of a, a great resource has Crown Legacy been and just also the good form that they've had themselves to where you're feeling like when you go down there, you're not necessarily losing a step. You're actually helping your game. Right. I hundred percent agree. It, it does help you out um, because if you're not getting minutes with the first team, um, not only just to build game fitness, but to stay sharp, then you can bring that into first team training and you bring that in and you're competing to earn a spot. And then if you can earn that spot, you got to fight to keep it every single day. So it's really just staying sharp and, and ready to go and staying ready for that opportunity. What, what kind of humility did it take there? Because I know you sit there, you, you sign a first-team contract, and you're expecting you know to, to travel with the team every weekend. You're expecting to be on the bench or at least work your way in a starting 11. Well, what kind of, I guess, maturity does it take from you to make sure that, hey, you know, an assignment to Crown Legacy is, is looked at as a positive as opposed to a negative? Right. I think um, there's got to be balance to it. Of course, you can be disappointed, but you also have to – have the mentality that you can use these second team games as an opportunity to showcase what you can bring to the first team. Um, as the coaches do watch those games and, um, you know, you got to bring your best uh, every day. So there, there's value there and um, really just using that as an opportunity to showcase what you can bring to the first team. How much did it help seeing what, what Brandon and Patrick have done specifically uh, with their first chances to really star and shine? Brandon got the brace against Chicago. Uh, Patrick got the, the big late equalizer as well against Seattle. Uh, having those guys get in moments where they shine right away, how much did that help you from a confidence standpoint when not only you go in against Montreal, but you, you put in a 90-minute shift against an FC Dallas squad that was really tough to break down? Yeah, I think it uh... – kind of boost each other's confidence and it's always good to see other guys in your situation as well as as rookies doing well and it kind of sets a a high bar that you also want to meet yourself um you want to be right there with them and i think both patrick and brandon have taken their chances really well um and i'm happy happy to do the same and kind of meet them at that level so from a learning standpoint, I know a lot of this you know, kind of had to be done on the fly in Montreal and then in Dallas, I'm sure, through the week. Uh, was it more talking with Jan? Was it more talking with, with DJ? Because you said that DJ is probably the player from a profile standpoint that fits what they're asking you to do the most. What were those conversations like in the week leading up to Dallas? Yeah, definitely taking in a lot of new information, um, but also training in that same role. Um, I felt prepared and I knew what was it, what was expected. Um, and then I think since my time being here, I think a lot of the veterans and guys who have more experience um, have been great in helping me out and giving me little tips and pointers um, in between drills throughout practice. And, and Derek Jones, DJ has been great with that. Jan 
Brent, Ashley even, um, and Scott Arfield since he's been here um, have been really, really great to, uh, to learn from. This team has added some midfield assets. Uh, you mentioned Scott. Uh, Ashley was added before the season. Uh, Breck Dara, who was somebody who was brought in a summer transfer window. Uh, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword because anytime they bring another midfielder in there, that obviously ramps up the competition for you. But how much can guys like Arfield and Dara, Ashley, players of that nature who have experience, how much of, can those guys be a resource for you when your number is called? Yeah, I mean – even in, in Montreal, they were the first guys, Ashley and, and Scott Arfield, um, they were the first guys to, to encourage me, um, even through little mistakes, just to keep, keep that confidence high and let me know that I'm doing well and doing the right thing. And um, that really goes a long way, um, just keeping my own confidence and knowing um, that I can play at this level. You know, Andrew, uh, looking at the game itself from Friday night, you know, seeing what the team was able to do after going down a couple of different times and and obviously getting the late equalizer from Ben to to force a penalty shootout and get really the first positive result that this side has seen in quite a while. What does that mean for a team knowing what you have in front of you on Saturday against Nacoxa? Because I know for a lot of the last couple of weeks, even in some of the draws, uh, there's been a bit of a, I don't want to say emptiness, but feeling like the team could have earned more out of some of these contests. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's been a string of results where we've been um, on, on the side of feeling disappointed and as if we're just a few steps away from having a better result in a lot of these games. Um, and we've proved in, in Cincinnati that we went up against them 2-0 and um, unfortunately gave away that lead. Um, so it, it proves that we're not far off from the, the very top of MLS. And I think the the tie in Dallas um, fighting back twice um, just shows shows the fight within our group, um, considering the circumstances away in a, in a hot climate. Um, and then bringing that momentum to this weekend and in a game that we have to get a result, I think I think we're ready for it. I know you mentioned the, the situation that happened in Cincinnati with uh, dropping the 2-0 lead there, and, and there have been a lot of things that have been said about the team defensively. Uh, I think you guys have been making some great strides and trying to at least lock down some of the open space areas. Where do you feel like uh, you guys are from a progress standpoint and making sure that – some of those things are, are more tightened up than you want them to be. Yeah, and, and it goes back to, to training and looking at film, and we we look at things after every game um, and, and learning, um, seeing where where we've gone wrong in games, and also what we've been doing right, and try and you know have more have more positives. In terms of your time in uh, not only growing up, but you grew up in the DMV as as I did, so I can at least identify from from that perspective. Uh, as did Ben Bender, uh, which you guys I know had a little bit of an overlap at uh, in the academy level, and also played against each other a lot uh, in high school, and obviously going off to Maryland and Penn State, both you uh, were in the same conference. So from that aspect, there was at least a little bit of overlap. What was it like to to walk in in your first professional uh, contract and at least see a familiar face? Uh, it was it's it gives you that first sense of comfort knowing that you know someone pretty well as you walk in the door. Um, so it's always nice having someone from your area and also someone you grew up a little bit, both playing with and playing against um, for I don't even know how long, maybe a decade. Um, 
at all kinds of levels before um, coming to the professional level, and we kind of had a, a similar path, which is which is also nice. Did you always know about his cooking prowess, or is that something you've only learned about since he's come here? Only, only recently since I've I've been here. I didn't know he was he was such a cook until he started telling me his stories and showing pictures of what he makes. So. The, the fishing was something I think we all knew, we all knew about. We knew about the fishing yeah. stuff, but the cooking thing has kind of come on a little bit. Yeah, that one's that one's new to me. In terms of of just what those battles were like with you guys when it was in high school, and you know, obviously playing similar, if not the same position, you know, what what was that like being able to compete against him and, and now have him on your side? And and, and honestly, who who got the better of some of those? Was it you? Was it him? Or was it a mix? <laughs> Uh, I think I think we went back and forth quite a bit. Um, I want to say in high school I may have gotten the better of it um, with that team, and then when we got to college it was really back and forth. Um, but I, I will say Penn State had Maryland's number for a couple of years, that's for sure, uh, while we were there. Um, but it was always always a great battle between us. I was usually marking him as a, as a six while he was more of a ten. Um, but I think there's a lot of respect between us, so it was always – challenging but at the end of the day you know we're able to joke about it still be friends and really shake each other's hands at the end of the day now will there be a side bet for (laughs) the games this year whether it's uh, football or soccer or any anything that comes across yeah we haven't gotten around to it yet but we have to get into that as I say, I, I, I don't want him sizing you up for a for a turf jersey come the fall (laughs) you know I, I don't know if I need that in my life was it was it uh I guess having Maryland right there in your backyard and knowing the the soccer history, you know, were you recruited by Maryland at all or was it only Penn State? I wasn't. It was only Penn State. Um I actually looked to get recruited. I know a bunch of teammates of mine um at the club level were going there. Um but Penn State really had their eye on me and seemed like the best fit to me and um I was also happy to to go against my my home state school and that was always a fun game, fun rivalry. I was about to say that that does bring about a little bit of a, uh, a little something extra for you, a little extra motivation, and of course, you know the success you had at Penn State obviously uh, very much precedes itself. So you definitely was able to hold your own. And lastly, for me, you know, going into Cox, uh, how difficult is it? to prepare for a side like this when you really only have, you know, the one game against Dallas. You do have some tape against the other teams in Liga Emekis, but but how much of a different challenge is this with the way this tournament sets up and having to play a team that uh, is at a different spot during their year than you might be? Right, so I know they're, they're in the beginning of their year, um, but I think every game we, we try and treat it the same. Um, we know it's not an MLS team, but it proposes you know the same challenges. Can we get three points? Can we win the match? And uh, we, we watched film and saw them play against Dallas the other night. Um, red card didn't help them, but I mean we take what what we can find and try and use that to to an advantage. I know that you know being in Dallas, it was a, maybe a different atmosphere. Uh, I'm I'm curious the way that you'll step into the game on Saturday because. You know, 
the league play has stopped for the month or whatever it takes and to get to the end of this tournament. And it's not like open cup play where you're playing it concurrent with the domestic season. You know, will it have a different feel for you in a sense? And, you know, I know that you want to try to make everything kind of feel the same, but w- will it feel different, especially if you get past Nakaxa and into the knockout stage? Will there be a different feel to these games as you go throughout this tournament, provided that uh, it can go beyond Saturday? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a little bit just just with the uh, Leagues Cup setup and knowing that although it's group play right now for the second match, it, it really feels like a knockout game because we have to get a result. Um, and then from there, it's it's win and go home. So I think it gives a little bit of a different aspect um, than the regular MLS play. Um, but even considering where, we're, where we are there, it kind of feels the same way. It's kind of win or go home. We got to get some results and build up some some momentum. Well, we're very happy that you were able to make such a successful debut happen and uh, also continue to help the club. Uh, Love what you've done over the course of this season and uh, look to try and make sure that not only is your rookie season successful, but your entire time with Charlotte FC is successful. Uh, Appreciate the time, Andrew. Good luck rest of the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a good one. At Charlotte FC's Andrew Privet, and I'm Will Pelagic. Thank you so much for joining us on Crown Corner. Jessica Charman rejoins me later on this week to recap the Dallas victory and get you ready for Nacoxa. That's a WFNZ-only contest with Charlotte FC and the club from Liga MX. A win of any kind for Charlotte FC has them win the group and move forward to the next round. A loss in a shootout against Nacoxa would move them through as the second team in Group S4, A regulation loss, however, means Charlotte FC's tournament is done after Saturday. We'll talk to you later on this week on Crown Corner. Be sure to like, subscribe, and rate wherever you get your podcast and join us on WFNZ and the Charlotte FC Radio Network.